everyone. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Emotional Brunch. Uh, today we have um, friendly guests um, that have been on the podcast before, our lovely pals from Feels Magazine, Sarah and Hannah. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> What, what about our intro, Jess? It's yeah, I realize um, <laughs> without any further ado, <laughs> in case you forgot what this podcast was about, it's not breakfast. It's not lunch. It's, it's brunch. So uh, welcome, ladies, again. It's a pleasure to have you on. Um, we're doing a different platform this time, so we're thankfully still able to see each other's lovely faces, and we've invited uh, the gals to do their spin on a, on an egg dish. So um, we've had a lot of awesome, um, delicious uh, dishes um, that are like poached eggs and uh, hollandaise, um, style eggs, and I did mine with fish cakes, which is fun, um, although a bit time-consuming, uh, not going to lie, I froze some, so it made it uh, doable in about 15 minutes. Um, Elena, you tried poaching your eggs for the first time, right? I did. Um, Alec actually taught me an amazing recipe, which is, um, I think he got from Martha Stewart. Oh, that's um, fancy. That's top of the line. Oh, sorry. What, Alec? <laughs> Jamie Oliver. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. It's a little <laughs> less. Well, I was going to say, did you listen to Snoop Dogg? Oh, you like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have their show. <laughs> um, but it's fancy, and it makes the eggs look really... Okay. Um, Alec gave me some additional details. He said his ex-girlfriend, by the way, of Jamie Oliver. A very key detail. How could I have missed it? <laughs> uh, tell Alec he could have left that part out. But it's okay. <laughs> so props to Alec's ex-girlfriend. Um, and I made it, um, I just made some poached eggs with a side of caviar and avocado and spinach. Oh, nice. Okay. That's, did you share a picture? Cause all I saw was the spinach, but that's, that's nice. No, the, the, the round white things. That's the eggs. Oh, okay. Well, I got to look at the picture I saw through your video, I think. So awesome. Um, so ladies, welcome back. Um, yeah, it's always a pleasure. Um, I, I think this is as good a time as any to to have another collab because you have um, a zine coming out shortly. Did you want to chat about that and give us uh, some insights into what the next issue is going to be? Sam? <laughs> oh, feel free to talk so together polite. at the We're same so time. <laughs> um, okay, we'll just go jump in, jump out. Um, this issues on kinship. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's all about uh, platonic relationships, friendships, family, um, non-romantic love. The best kind of love. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of times romantic love, I mean, it's wonderful, of course, mm -hmm. but it's put on the forefront all the time. And um, you know, you can't do life without your platonic relationships. You can't. Absolutely. You and I, yeah. 
that's fantastic. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, and what kind of inspired you? Because I mean, I, all of your subjects have been amazing um, and, and so pertinent. Um, what can we ask? What inspired this one? How, or maybe even like give us insights into your process, like how you, <laughs> yeah, we could, we could, we could use some tips. <laughs> I'm sure we could use tips too. For so long, like we've, we've, it's sort of been circling around in our heads for a really long time mm-hmm. and we try to kind of balance what we put out throughout the year so that we're not doing like overly heavy topics back to back so Mm -hmm. like the right time for our process and then uh everything that happened with the virus and the world kind of changing and the way we interact with our loved ones changing it feels a little bit different than when we first started but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's been really interesting to sort of be doing an issue on love when nobody can really be together physically yeah, I think that's lovely. Um, I know Ellen and I were, it's interesting, this whole pandemic has kind of given us the time we've needed to really build our social media presence, if I, we can call it that. Um, so far, uh, shout out to uh, Pauline and, and Colin. Um, uh Elena's Alex parents. parents, yeah, <laughs> Alex's parents, who are our number one fans. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think it was nice to be able to uh, like get creative, and and not in terms of like a, a pressure way, but we we missed each other obviously, and um, still wanted to keep it alive, and so we managed to kind of get some inspiration through this in terms of, well, if we can't set up and like, we can't physically have brunch together, what are we going to do? Um, so it's nice to be able to, you know, have had this opportunity to, I don't know, get inspired. And, um, the theme that you ladies have chosen for your next, um, zine really applies to, you know, what we've been going through and navigating, um, you know, our, not just our collaborative partnership, like with the podcast, but our friendship as well. Like, have you two, oh, maybe you don't, you two never get into fights. Have you had any disagreements or anything or no? And also I don't <laughs> want to put you on the spot. So like you could totally say no. Jesse, that is totally off our questions, but I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get the dirt, Jesse? Is that what you're after? <laughs> wants the juice, the tea, as, as the kids call it. <laughs> yeah, you want the tea? Um, and we don't really get into disagreements, actually. No. <laughs> that's, that's There's no tea to spell. <laughs> what? There's no tea to spell. Yeah, I know. Our, our tea is very mild. It's very watered down. Yeah, um, even when we disagree on things, it's never an argument. We just discuss it. And come yeah. to it. That's it's, awesome. It's probably because, um, it's probably because you, you seem like much calmer people than Jess yeah, and I. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I'm also energy. adverse to conflict, so. Yeah, so that, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> well, do this similarly, like... Ellen, mine and Elena's personalities are very much in tune. Yeah, we we be great, but like in a way that we're like intense, right? Um, I don't. We're wanna, also not adverse to conflict. We we're not like, like we need to address stuff right away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we all—it's also a pleasure, like you know, being able to connect with um, 
personalities such as yourselves, because, you know, it's always good to have a balance. And um, I think it depends really on like how you feed off each other. Um, but I don't want to get too far off topic. So um, yeah, as my, as my partner so directly clarified, maybe it's time to, to get into the topic of discussion. Um, so Elena, I'll topic. let you introduce away. Thanks, Jess. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so you know, as we mentioned, obviously, um, because of the of the nature of the pandemic, because people aren't actually allowed to interact, how you define your friendships and having to really engage in social media, um, I guess, to maintain them, whatever social media may mean to you, even as far as like using Zoom to do this <laughs> is a very strange, you know, function. Um, Alec and I used um, Steam and Tabletop to play board games with a couple of friends. Um, we used Netflix Party to watch like shows, you know, any kinds of elements where you can basically replicate real life. Um, so part of the article that I found um, is by Vox and it's about friendships are crucial to survive the isolation of the coronavirus pandemic. Why do they feel so hard? Basically talking about how so many people, I mean, this this is really referencing the U.S., but just how many people around our age bracket feel lonely and how hard it is to connect and how much harder it is to make adult friendships. Um, it's, it's a really interesting article, especially because it's done in a graphic novel kind of way. Um, so, you know, just in terms of like, how do you define a friendship? Um, you know, one of the, um, I guess, cartoons that this author uses is, is there someone in your life whom you would feel comfortable phoning at 4 a.m. in the morning to tell your troubles to? Which I think is the key to what a friendship is beyond just, you know, we like seeing movies or we enjoy the same weird hobby. And so I guess just to start us off, um, what do you think are some good strategies of how to keep connected with your friends when you actually can't see them in person when, when we have something like this, a global pandemic? Yeah, I think like it's, it's especially difficult because a lot of our routines are a part of our friendships. You know, we have rituals and, and things that we do that sort of signify what that relationship looks like. And when you can't, be with people um it kind of takes it back to a, a simpler version of friendship where it is just talking and staying okay. connected and sending stupid pictures and just sort of I, I do feel a little bit like the people uh that you're either in your social circle but you're less close with those people have become less close and uh I do think that there have been strong bonds built with people through this because it, it does come down to, you know, do you, can you keep talking? Do you enjoy mm -hmm. each other's conversation? Like those are important things that I think sometimes get lost, especially when like we're all from big cities and a lot of our social lives involve going out and not necessarily interacting with people in a particularly intimate way. Um, but there is something really intimate about sitting down and just having a conversation. That I think that that's happening more now, which is really kind of nice. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I do find that in a lot of ways, um, you're also connecting with people, you know, like the type of friends where you're like, oh, you call each other once a month to do a catch up. I find that you're having like a lot deeper conversations. Um, 
it's 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 unfortunate that it was brought on by something as terrible as this, but it's kind of amazing that you get to catch up with all these people that, you know, um, like I have friends, we always say like, Oh, let's catch up. Mm -hmm. And then the time comes and you kind of reschedule because you know, you have actual like real life plans. Like, as you mentioned, you have going out and doing the less intimate things. So I think that's kind of amazing. Um, and the fact that we have such tools, like we have zoom now, (laughs) you know, um, like five years ago, what did you really have Skype? I remember everyone was on Skype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you have like Skype. Facebook messenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my grandma still uses Skype. So <laughs> good. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, anything else? Like what are other ways do you think, you know, um, I know that a lot of studies have been pointing to the difference between like introverts and extroverts and how um, one may be easier than the other in terms of adjusting to this. Um, Like, what do you think are some good tactics to encourage people to connect, like to do FaceTime, to do phone calls? Especially, I find so many people our age hate, hate using the phone. Yeah. Um, Right? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I mean, it's interesting what's come out about this because I, I think I also just recently looked at an article that was talking about like um, the un, like how Zoom meetings can be perceived as like unnatural and how it's it causes some people some anxiety because they feel like it's a bit awkward, it's not genuine, it's kind of forced or it may even heighten whatever like if somebody actually has like you know anxiety like it could have an impact on that um so i i think it's good because regardless of the pandemic i mean we're all moving towards you know um more i guess like global interactions in terms of business and you know workforce or whatever in 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 a lot of fields and so to be able to have some insight into how that impacts people um you know from different from different perspectives is is important and even i like depending on how i'm doing in a day I'm very used to phone calls. Like I'm okay with phone calls. I, I do a lot. I'm, I'm a union rep, you know, like I, I interact with people, but the first time my boss was like, okay, so let's schedule a team teams meeting. Let's do this. And I was, it, it, what did cause anxiety? I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to get everything in my house ready. And like all of the really cute memes aside, you know, you never want to be that person. That's like, you know, thinks they're on mute, they're not on mute, you know, you have to go to the washroom mid-meeting and everybody gets to hear the tinkles. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to be that person. <laughs> so the, the exact, like, head. There's some legit... The potato like, head, right? <laughs> yeah, the potato head or like, you know, the, the, there was a, a leader of some country that had like a cat meme. Like, I mean, I, I default to humor. I think the humor uh, helps me in particular, but there are some people out there that, you know, it's not funny, right? It's, it's a big deal. So I guess my comment to it is, um, be attuned to yourself, uh, be attuned to others. Um, because I mean, who knows of all our listeners that some of them could be managers, some of them could be employees. The concept being that, you know, be open-minded and, and, um, encourage interaction, but don't force it necessarily. Like whatever works for 
someone is probably best and it probably be good to get a general idea like you know whether or not you know a video call is required. I mean, even you and I, Ellen, others sometimes where I'm like, you know what? I don't want a video. We just have a regular phone conversation. However, just a sidebar, can we just have a brief moment to talk about how some people now their new phone call is a video call? Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like I, I was like, oh, that's a huge ramp up. Didn't realize that that's where we were. Um, so <laughs> it does feel like a little bit of an invasion of your privacy when you're just, you know, going about your business at home, and then all of a sudden someone's face is like wanting to like, see oh your face. God. Yeah, <laughs> not ready. I don't know. Yeah, you're like oh, wearing the same wrong. set of pajamas. Exactly. Oh, the amount of video calls I've been on with the same sweater mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah pretty yeah. much everything until now <laughs> I took this. I'm not proud of well I am quite proud of it I just took this out of the laundry <laughs> that's okay I this was the same shirt I wore a week ago when I had to do that call with Francis sorry with Michael oh yeah <laughs> yeah so. I mean yeah that goes back to like the creative thing um One of the things that Eleanor was saying I wanted to jump on is it is very interesting who who reaches out and who doesn't and and like how you kind of get an insight into your maybe your wider, not so much the close, close friendships, but your like wider network. And, you know, I remember like three weeks in, I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to like contact all of these people. And I was really stressed out. And then I was like, well, they didn't contact me, but like, whatever. (laughs) Um, But then you kind of, I found that people are a lot more vulnerable these days. It's kind of, it's refreshing for me. I don't know. I, I like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. People have been a lot more open about um, their anxiety and mm-hmm. just concerns. And I mean, I think it's, it is because like we are in a very mm-hmm. drastically vulnerable situation, like both mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, so it just puts out a lot of different like fears. Um, mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's why I think it's, it's almost nice not to have like a video chat. I think that's why, so we tried last night to do like a movie watching with Zoom mm-hmm. um, and like try to share the screen. That didn't work because the sound worked differently, I guess, for everyone. Yeah. Um, and it lacked for some, not for others. So it didn't work. So then we said, okay, we're all going to start our Netflix at the same time. Um, and that worked but the videos were actually I personally did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed just having a chat yeah yeah so did you end up chatting at some point like you decided to watch the movie on your own and then just no no like we were like we were on zoom while watching the movie okay through the movie yeah but and yeah sure like I've already seen them. It's Girls Trip, which is an awesome, hilarious movie. Um, and I've seen it before, so it was great. And it was nice to hear people laugh. But at the same time, it was also just kind of nice to like not have to show myself, I guess. And because Zoom is always by nature, I think, more performative. <laughs> like yeah. you are in a way performing yourself. You're never truly 100% real. Yeah. Because it's a video. Like yeah. you, 
you know, what can you do? Um, so I find that like having just a chat while you're watching a movie was just a lot more relaxing because then you're just making like random quips. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go to the bathroom and not respond for like two minutes, you can, but in a zoom, you have to be like, excuse me, I'm just going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I guess I have really bad Zoom etiquette because I'll just like put t- turn my video off. I'm like, I don't care. I got to pee. I gotta uh, yeah, stuff. also an option. Um, but I mean, so yeah, I just find it. I find that. Or um, I attended a comedy show last night and like it was through Zoom. Mm-hmm. But so the performers were obviously on video, but I guess some people attending were on video. And I was like, I don't want to be on video listening to a comedy show. I just want to listen to a comedy show. Yeah. Well, I had, I called it my, um, it's, it's thankfully it's, it's going away now, but I, uh, and for people listening, I mean, you're not going to be able to see. So, but for all those people who have been stressed out, um, any, any, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I got what I called like my pandemic pimple, um, because it just, it's been, la- it's lasted for like four weeks. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I was invited to do a trivia night and so I showed up <laughs> I'm in my house but I've got like a scarf it looks like I'm wearing a mask inside my house like it looked really funny and it, they kept begging me they're like come on Jesse we want to see your face and I'm like it's really bad like it looks like there's this growth on my chin like I'm not <laughs> I thought we were just gonna do trivia like what's the big deal so anyway I adapted and then eventually you forget and, you know, it was nice. But from time to time, I just put myself off. I guess the general gist is, I think people should be allowed to do what they feel comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. And note that the default, you know, communication works just the same as, you know, face-to-face. Although, um, I, I still think that there's something interesting about, like, physical touch, Um it's something I know I miss. And it's also something I find that helps me being the direct person I am, um, in, in friendships. Like, you know, when you usually meet your friends, you usually give them a hug. Right. And I notice that over time, like when you're not like when you, you meet up with them, you can't really like hug them. Like I, I think I've only had one socially distanced, uh, interaction. Um, and uh, we're no couple. Like Elena's come to pick up some stuff with Alec, and uh, yeah, I guess aside from like delivery personnel, um, I just Which find is it a very intimate relationship, right? <laughs> but with respect to intimacy, this is Elena and and our other friend Laura, and it's always like been you know either like more than six feet apart or you know through glass, and I found it very like emotionally wrenching. Um, and I also wonder, like, you know, whether or not there's a, I don't know, a component of physical touching in terms of, like, you know, helping you not be so, or helping us stay, like, chill with each other. And it's like, oh, but I have that, like, physical touch, so I'm not as quick to get irritable or quick to get whatever, because it's just like, oh, but we had our hug. So, like, sure, I'll listen to you for, like, five hours. And I don't need to tell you how I'm doing. Like, it's... I'm just giving random examples, but now yeah. I feel like I'm talking too much. So. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I was just thinking about that too. Like, um, it's just another form of communication, right? Like it's just nonverbal communication and mm-hmm. like touch is so vital to so many of us um, that when we don't have it, it's, 
it's just taking away like it you know it's almost like taking away your ability to talk to somebody but it's just in a different sense um I ran into a friend of mine yesterday and I was in the car and she was on the sidewalk and we chatted for a bit and like just the minute I saw her face I just wanted to like jump out and hug her but I couldn't Mm um so it's it's weird and I really really hope that when this is over that isn't more that doesn't get ingrained in us I hope that we're quite the opposite and people return to even more physical touch than before that they're comfortable with of course but like (laughs) yeah it's it's in in our in our issue coming out we interviewed someone who does this uh touch yoga um Mm. and she's all about physical touch and intimacy uh but it's again like the platonic way because touch is so related to um romantic connections but she wants to she wants to promote the idea of touch um kind of as a therapy right um like a nice hug from your mom or a back rub from a friend and and just holding hands with somebody uh it has such power and and we did the interview before all this happened so we went back to her and asked her a couple questions about what we can do now um Mm -hmm. she was talking about doing uh her name is ashley uh broder by the way she does this it's called philosophy her her uh company i love Um, that yeah, it's it's really great. Um, it's like any, when you do her class, it's like a massage while you're doing yin yoga and stretching, and it's just wonderful. Um, but yeah, she said we have to, especially if we're alone um, in this time, we have to figure out how to do self-touch, like even giving ourselves a hug or giving ourselves a massage. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Or if we're with somebody who... Um, like a parent or a roommate, like don't be afraid to ask them if they just want to cuddle or if they, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's nice. Because we're feeling super isolated right now. and Especially um, the people living on their own, you mm-hmm. know, and without a partner or roommates. I just think it's, um, so, so my friend, the one who lives in Calgary, um, she's on her own. So she lives on her own in her apartment. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a little crazy just in terms of how isolating it is. Um, I know that she's been going for like socially distance walks, which, you know, on the scale of things like that's what they say, at least do that, like to not fully lose <laughs> your mind mm-hmm. because of how tough it is um, to just be on your own. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good to not like to remember that there are some people um, who are, you know, doing this on their own, um, and don't have the option. Like, is that the same? Like, Sarah, are you in your own apartment as well? And... I live with my partner, so. Oh, you do? Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and, and my sister, I don't live with my sister, but we've been doing some socially distant hangs. She came over yesterday and we just sat in my backyard but I do think sometimes like I have a couple of girlfriends coming over tonight we're just gonna go sit in my backyard because there's enough room yeah but I almost feel like sometimes the video chatting or the phone calls are easier because 
when you see somebody and you want to hug them because they're right there and you can't, it's yeah. this huge reminder of the state of things yeah. that sometimes kind of painful in a way that like when you're on video, this is the most we can interact. Like there's, there's nothing lacking in this interaction that we could mm-hmm. do anything about, but in person. To be fair, every time you come on the screen, I put my hand right on your face. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine. Just imagine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think think it's really tough. I mean, um, Alec and I started isolating um, quite a bit, I guess, like, you know, when things really started, but we were already talking about um, being a lot more careful and I had to cancel my birthday party and... We had to cancel a trip, which I'm really happy we did. And to be honest, I mean, I'm looking at this like a long-term solution even after, you know, the government eases restrictions just because um, like my husband has certain health concerns that make Mm -hmm. him at a higher risk for this. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, that means that, you know, when like people are going to start hanging out, like I've already made the decision that, you know, the most I'll be able to do is maybe take walks yeah um like I'm not going to movies or restaurants or Mm -hmm. um anything like that just for like that potential risk why Mm -hmm. why take it so yeah I think it'll be it'll be really tough especially when people start socializing again yeah um yeah I think we need to be prepared for modifications in the long term and I think it's important to highlight that there are some people for this, it's going to be a lot longer than others. And also if, if we start, you know, reintegrating, but you know, there are still people who have to remain self in, in self, um, well, physical distancing and, and self-isolation, um, then, you know, it's, it, it prolongs it for, for those who, are um, immunocompromised, right? So I think it's good to keep um, that in mind, right? In terms of how we interact and making sure that we're not like abandoning those once we're able to like get out, right? And I also think that it's important to highlight that even if we are able to go out or as like the weather starts to get better, just because it's sunny doesn't mean that everything's okay. You know, um, it's good to get some natural vitamin D, but it's also, and I don't mean it to like freak anybody out. It's just like, it's, you know, this, it's, it's like encouraging a sense of community and awareness mm-hmm. that are, you know, we don't all have it the same. And um, the, just my experience, right? Like I, I remember the first time that Elena came and I'm getting a little emotional, but I'm going to try not to cry. But when Elena first came, I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to put my hand on the glass and I, you know, I'm going to want to kiss you and like give you a hug or whatever. Um, and I, I didn't until I got back up into my apartment. Um, but it, it is true. Like you don't notice it. And, and, and I can just imagine how much it is for Elena because I'm more of an introvert. I'm more introverted. I, I should say that way than she is. Right. Like we're both pretty out there. Um, but I find that Elena needs to hang out with people more. So I feel you, girl. <laughs> and I hope it doesn't last too long. But Well, actually, this is a good way to go into my next question, which is um, what can you do to cheer up your friend when everyone's having a hard time and struggling mentally? Uh, 
you know, they would have, I was reading a study. I have to read a lot of just random news for work as part of my like daily updates. And I was reading something about how like 44% of Canadians were saying that their mental health has worsened mm-hmm. as a result of the pandemic. Um, obviously because of multiple reasons, like just anxiety about, you know, virus mm-hmm. layoffs. Um, and obviously the fact that you are socially isolated from people unfortunately it's not just physical like distancing there's homeschooling Um, yeah yeah and homeschooling of course like let's not forget parents um but yeah what what can you do what are some some tactics that you can use to cheer up your friends i mean i think it's important to remember that different people are coping differently so what works for you is not necessarily what's going to work for the people that you care about. Um, some people, their response to all of this is to uh, reach out a lot. They want to be in communication. They like the distraction. They like the connection and other people are retreating um, just for their own sanity because talking about this is not helpful to them and it's really hard to not talk about it. Um, so, you know, if somebody, if you're worried about somebody who seems like they've really pulled back um, just ask them how they're doing for somebody who is telling you that they're having, like, I think it's mostly about asking what would be helpful mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I had a couple of friends, we scheduled, um, like chats, um, and we hadn't spoken for like three weeks and I was like, Hey, just checking in, like what's going on. Um, first person was like, you know what? I've had a bad week. Um, I'm okay, but I, we need to reschedule for a different time and I can't commit to a time. And I'm like, got it. Sending love all the best. You know, you can reach out whenever. And then my, the second friend, um, it was me that did it. I was like, I don't, I can't do today. I'm feeling really tired. You know, I'm totally fine. And I'm sorry that you had to, you know, we were, we were scheduling this or whatever. And the next day, you know, she was super chill. She's like, I get it. No worries. It's all good. So being open-minded, checking in, And I think my whole default in this is like people are not going to be their absolute best selves, right? So, you know, awarding an extra benefit of the doubt and, you know, patience is, in my opinion, the best way to go about it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's kind of a silver lining in this, I feel, Um, generally I think mental health has come into the forefront a lot more. Um, I've seen a couple petitions going around online about adding uh, mental health resources and therapies to OHIP, um, which is great to see. And I think, and I hope, I don't know if it's just in our circles of friends uh, where we're a little more open to talking about mental health, but um, I think you know, like you were saying, Jesse, like the barrier is a lot lower and we're allowed to, I don't know, I feel like there's less commitment like needed. Like we, at least for me, I, I feel, I generally in my day-to-day life, I like to do a lot of things. I'm more of an extroverted person, but sometimes I just feel so burnt out, but I just, mm-hmm. I force myself to go and do it and, and I end up enjoying it. But now it feels a lot easier to just say that you know what I'm not feeling it I I'm just really exhausted or I I just can't do it today and 
it feels like everyone's kind of understanding a little bit better than they have in the past. Yeah. Um, which is a nice practice and I hope, I hope that continues too. Yeah. Um, with what you were saying, like, I, I think it's excellent, um, that a like mental health is getting more of a, you know, exposure um in in a sense that i feel that the majority of the information out there is i mean more than ever it's it's not stigmatized as much anymore and and i feel that pressure too like i'm i would consider myself an extroverted introvert like i push and push and push and then there are like whole days where i have to be inside and I have, you know, um, never been to the point where I've needed medication or anything, but I'm very open with my, you know, men, my doctors and like very cognizant, you know, of when I, like when things are off, you know, cause sometimes it can last longer than others. Um, but I've always been, even though like in my job and with my friends and, you know, we all say, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm totally, you know, um, support, you know, um, people who have mental health issues or, you know, the programs that help those individuals. But I know myself, like it's hard, it's a very vulnerable position to be in when you admit that you're not a hundred percent that way. And so I, I was help. I was happy that we could, um, that during this time, uh, a lot, like I started listening to some interesting podcasts. Um, Brene Brown finally dropped her latest podcast. Uh, I'm a fan. Um, (laughs) and on top of that, uh, just listening to some nice guided meditations. Uh, there's a really good podcast. It's just, uh, the, um, I guess meditation leader's name, her name's Tara Brock. Um, and they they gave out some really good advice specific to dealing with the pandemic and I'll start wrapping this up a bit because I think we're getting close to time. But the thing I liked is that, Hey, this is a new thing. Nobody knows how to do it perfectly. Um, and it's okay if you're not a hundred percent and feel your feelings, don't bury them. Don't push them down. Um, try to exist with them and give yourself a break. And Hey, if you're at 30% for the day, that's what it is. And I find it out found it was a lot harder on like a regular day where I'm out and commuting and dealing with a bunch of stuff, um, to just accept that, Hey, you know what? So I'm not saying that, Oh yay, I'm so glad. I don't want anybody to come away with this thinking like, you know, we're saying like, Oh, you know, the silver linings too. And, you know, for the next one, but just in terms of coping, and uh, things to be thankful for, you know, each day, because I think that too has helped. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I, I really like um, your insights there, Hannah. This is a really important point to consider. Yeah, and I, I mean, going on that as well, um, I actually think the biggest thing that has helped, you know, and still applies for friendships, honestly, was like both a podcast and an article that I read about how to have incredibly low expectations for the duration of the pandemic. So from the beginning, people were thinking, you know, um, this is going to last like two, three months and yay, then we're going to be out. I remember I was taking a walk with Alec and I said, like, honestly, I'm anticipating this to be a year. Mm -hmm. And if it ends earlier, 
great. Like, wow. Thank you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. being less than what I expected to be. But I actually feel like that has really helped me because, um, I've, I've been talking to friends of mine and they're like, I think I'm finally getting to the breaking point because I thought by now things would be better, but there seems, I think it's the, um, ambiguity of it, right? It's yeah. the fact that there's no end. Like, when are you going to see your friends? When are mm-hmm. you going to hang out with them? Um, that's why like several provinces in Canada have decided to do the whole, like two household bubble, which is fascinating, right? Like the idea that you could hang out with another household mm-hmm. and that's your social bubble now. And that household doesn't mean like your family. It means your friends. So you can have yeah, social interaction, the kinship that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, and then um, there's a podcast by Kumail and Emily um, who did that movie, The Big Sick. And um, so Emily is immunocompromised. So they started um, really like also isolating quite a bit early on. And they released these episodes in terms of like things that you can do, you know, um, yeah, like you've said, check in on your friends um, and take it easy, like set low expectations for what you're going to do like day by day. Mm-hmm. So if your greatest expectation is like yesterday, I made a cake and me like, you know, two, three months ago, me making a cake, I would have laughed if anyone yes. even suggested it. The entire episode <laughs> would have been Elena laughing. That's what it would have been. Yeah, it, it would have been. It would have just been me <laughs> laughing. Um, but to me, that was like, I, I did, I mean, it was delicious. Um, but like, to me, that was such an amazing moment because like, I'm not a cook. I don't enjoy cooking. Um, and honestly, like in a way it made me feel like a bit connected because I've, I've used Jesse's recipe and I was like messaging her and I messaged my mom and I messaged like our friend, Laura, who's also a cook. So that to me was a way of like keeping in touch because um, I can't do my favorite thing ever, which is go and eat food that other people True. made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who knew this was my like long, my long con, right? Just like, <laughs> hey, let's do a food podcast and just wait until you start cooking. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good con. Um, okay, maybe we can finish off by um, what is your favorite trait? about your best friend and maybe like, how have you really seen it come to light during the pandemic? Mm. Do you guys want to start? I can start one. Like, I think that this is a trait that has been really extended to now, but, and what I've always admired about you is how open and honest you are with your feelings. I find that just so impressive because it does take a lot of bravery to like be honest and say how you really feel. Uh, and I've always, yeah, I've always really admired that about you. And I think that now that we're in this position where everybody's anxieties are up and everybody's having such a hard time to have that skill is so important. And it's, yeah, it's going to really benefit you. Warm fuzzies all around. I know, I love that. I want to create a practice where people just do that more often. Be like, you know what I admire about you? Just compliments. It just feels so nice. Oh my gosh. That's a great question. (laughs) Um, Well, Sarah, I'll go next. Um, It's kind of similar. um, But what I've always admired about you is that you you are just so open and understanding about everything you know like 
just as much as I'm sharing my feelings, I, you are the perfect landing spot for my feelings. Um, <laughs> I'm never worried, you know, from a small thing, like, like not being able to have a video chat one night to something much bigger. Like I'm never afraid to tell you how I really feel. And you've, you've created such a positive and warm and welcoming space for me and my like emotions to land that um yeah it just it's it's perfect (laughs) I think that's why we fit so well together (laughs) (laughs) you two are so sweet (laughs) uh do you want me to go first Elena you want to rock paper scissors what do you want to do sure go first okay um well, I, I guess I would say it's a trait. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to define trait so much, but I guess in terms of the experience, like maybe this anecdote will help. So it took me a while before I think everything hit me. And I'm very private about my emotions, although I tend, like, whatever, you know, co-host of Emotional Brunch. Uh, but in terms of when I feel like I'm, off the you know off the rails and I I just don't know where things are um I can always um come to you when I'm really upset and unhinged and uh when I need to cry and you always you're always there to like help calm me down even if you know I'm like texting you and crying or you know I call you and I'm having like a you know really bad freak out um you always let me have my space um, and, you know, be like super <laughs> intense with my emotions. With this me. is a very emotional ending. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, it's not easy because uh, I can tend to like let things build up. Uh, I try to soak everything up and be as patient as possible. And sometimes it bubbles over and no matter what you're going through, although, cause I know this has been really stressful for you. You, no matter what you're doing, you drop what you're doing and you, you're there for me. So thank you. As I cry right now, I'm even. Oh, laughing. Jess, that's so sweet. <laughs> okay. So um, maybe I'll, I'll, what I'll say is, and I always appreciate that about you is that, um, I guess it's like the physical element of helping, you know, you, you've always been so great about it. Like just from like me wanting to like cook someone I dated food and you like being on the phone with me talking about how to make like multicolored rice and me messing it up and you, rice being, right. Rice around. <laughs> um, multicolored rice, but whatever. Um, <laughs> And, you know, to like helping Alec and I move and like actually like packing stuff up and preventing us from murdering each other before we moved in together. <laughs> um, you that know, sounds like, a little familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. To, I, I would say like, you know, when I had a freak out about how am I going to get my medication from shoppers um, because I really needed this cream, but I couldn't actually like physically like visualize myself and I actually had a panic attack mm-hmm. um like imagining going into shoppers and waiting in line and speaking to people and you know not possessing a hazmat suit or a nine an n95 mask um 
and you know you like ask like volunteering your boyfriend to go and get it for us or picking up like iron medication for for alec those are the traits that i really admire about you i don't think everyone would actually like physically go and do it you know they would just say like figure out a way yeah to do it well i mean that's yeah it's it's the one like we can't hug each other right and i like that's my way of you know i my grandparents are you know immunocompromised um my you know i have extended family all over the place i figure you know if there's one thing i can do because it's just me, my cat and i and then every now and again my boyfriend um that you know that's the one thing i want to be able to do if i can't right like that's that's if you're in need you know that there's no there's no need for you to stress right if you know it's it works for me and i really don't go out that often um for that purpose right like if somebody needs me or needs something so i'm glad you appreciate it of course i you know i'm i'm so happy yeah oh also don't forget emergency baileys oh yeah emergency yeah. baileys <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this has been awesome i didn't expect that i'd be crying i put makeup on <laughs> it's okay it's like mostly lipstick what else yeah that's all I good love, yeah i love you girls like all three of you this has been so sweet i, I love was, like, doing this podcast it's so nice yeah. If I could like finish this with one thought about like getting through this with your friends, it's if you think about the things that you're individually going through, like your individual stresses, like some days I'm like up at two in the morning making very fancy food and other days I'm lying in bed wishing there was already food in my stomach because I don't have the energy to eat it and stressed about when we're going back to work and stressed about the other people in your life. Like everybody's experiencing that, you know, we're all on the same roller coaster, but we're not all on it at the same time. And I think it's about extending the kindness that you feel you need to, to the people in your life. Because sometimes when we're so caught up in ourselves, we forget, but everybody is experiencing this right now. And so it does kind of bring us together and remind us that what we need is what everybody else needs, just not necessarily at the same time or in the same ways. That's very well put. Agreed. Fantastic. Oh, I love that so much. That's another I feel like thing I, I have love like, about you. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Well, as we, uh, I guess, bid you all farewell for now. Um, we're giving ourselves our own big hugs. Yeah. <laughs> Do a big self hug. It feels yeah, good. Big self hug. <laughs> um, and sending like you know big virtual hugs um, and support to all of you listeners. Hopefully, this is an audio hug for you know all y'all handling it out there you're all doing a good job you know you're doing we're all trying to do our best every day and that's that's all we can do so thank you so much for joining sarah and hannah and uh with that i'll say bye bye thanks so much Thank you. Yeah, I guess I think we had come up with a tagline, but I forgot what it was. I forgot to. Crap. Oh, uh, keep calm and brunch on. Oh, right. That was, that's, that's the tagline. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye.